You are about to listen to the Friends of Anchor podcast, which keeps you up to date with the inspirational work of the Friends of Anchor charity and everything that it's doing to support cancer and haematology care in the northeast of Scotland. Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Friends of Anchor podcast. In this episode, we will hear from ward assistants Lynn Ingram and Heather Allen about the practical support that they provide for patients and we will also find out about the news that had Erica buzzing this week. It's a real delight to welcome Lynn and Heather to this month's podcast, not only because they are two of the Friends of Anchor ward assistants who make such a great contribution by so often being a first point of contact for patients, but also because I have personally benefited from their care and support. It's also a great pleasure to welcome Erica Banks, Head of Communications at Friends of Anchor, to interview Lynn and Heather, and first of all, to share some exciting news with us. So, Erica, welcome back. Hello. We missed you last time, but obviously the podcast was taken over by Sarah, and I think there's something in the offering (laughs) this time as well. But let's start with the fact that you are buzzing, because I can tell you are buzzing. Why are you buzzing, Erica? Uh, We've had amazing news this week. Really amazing news this week. So the local paper, The Press and Journal, has been running a big campaign for a few weeks for local charities to be in with a chance of winning a significant financial donation and also a partnership with the paper. And we've got the news this week that Friends of Anchor has been successful in one of the categories and we have been voted in by P&J readers and members of the public to... Yeah, win this accolade, which is Fantastic. phenomenal. Absolutely amazing news. And we really, really didn't think this was coming. You only had to glance down the list of, yeah. of organisations that were in the running to know that there were so many worthy causes, so many causes that a financial donation of that amount could make such a difference to as well. And all of them really deserving in their own ways. And the phone didn't ring for a little while. And we thought, OK, this fantastic news will have gone to another organisation. And then to get the call and to have that unveiled this week has been really amazing. So, yeah, you're right. The buzz is strong. (laughs) And just tremendous for the Press and Journal to do that. But as you say, what an achievement for Friends Anchor to have been selected. Absolutely. We've been really, really grateful to everyone who's voted and and to everyone who's voted regardless of the organisation that they supported as well, because what an initiative to get behind. A great thing to organise by the P&J. So well done them. And thank you very much to everyone who took the time to vote. Brilliant. And I think you're buzzing for another reason as well. I hinted at it earlier on, but I think inspired by Sarah's takeover of the most recent podcast episode with Judy and Gail, you have designs on this episode. (laughs) Tell us what you have in mind. Firstly, I don't think I'm going to do justice to Sarah or yourself, Mike, at all. I have to say I really, really enjoyed last month's episode with Mm. Sarah and Gail and Judy because Courage on the Catwalk came about at a time when I wasn't on the scene and just hearing that story of that meeting down at the beach over a poke of chips and (laughs) I just thought it was such a wonderful and heartwarming listen. So I very much enjoyed that one. And I'm looking forward to today's because, again, it's a three-way conversation this time around with Heather and Lynn, two of our funded ward assistants who work in the anchor unit. And working in the fundraising office, I don't always see on a day-to-day basis what is actually going on in the anchor unit. But Heather and Lynn and our other ward assistants work so incredibly hard every day. And I'm excited to hear what they have to say. I can't wait to find out a little bit more about actually what life is like for them in the anchor unit and how the donations are helping make that possible. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Brilliant. But am I to take it that the unseen message is that I'm being edged out of the job here as interviewer-in-chief of the Friends Banker podcast? Oh my word, not in the slightest. There's a mm. place for you in this podcast, Are you sure? Like- 
you know what is amazing is that 14, 15, I think this might actually be 16 episodes down the line. 17, I think. This is number 17, I'm sure. Oh, fab. Well, this has only come about because of the time and effort that you've put into it. And I think it is a fantastic platform for us to share more about what we do. And the chat with Heather and Lynn will hopefully be a fine example of that. We were thinking about what to do with this episode and and who to get on for a chat because we're airing on the 1st of December. Many of our listeners will no doubt be starting to feel quite festive. And one of the things when we were kind of banding our ideas around the office and with you was what is the festive season like in the anchor unit? The need for the medical care never stops, but there is also an understanding that it's still a special time of year that we want to make feel that way. So there's a great suggestion to have a chat with Lynn and Heather and touch on what happens at Christmas and what the famous Santa Day is like. I haven't been along to one of those for a good few years. And Mike, I know that you'd heard that there was a Santa visit when you had spent time in the unit, but perhaps that year didn't personally receive a gift. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, Erica. I think I was probably just missed out. I think they probably just thought he doesn't need a visit from Santa or he's being grumpy on his own in the ward. He made the naughty list. <laughs> now you're talking. But <laughs> we're interested to hear that it's Lynn and Heather because Lynn I got to know on the ward on 112 and she looked after me very well. Indeed, Heather I've seen a lot in outpatients and she's always been very kind, reassuring, just such a lovely person to greet you and to welcome you and make you feel at ease. And with Heather, indeed, in a previous life, had contact with her, having had some kind of teaching responsibility for her (laughs) children. So delighted that she's still talking to me and still passes the time of day with me when we come into contact. So I will genuinely be interested to hear what you have to say as you take over and talk to Lynn and Heather. Before we launch into that, anything that you want to bring us up to date with or to mark our card for going into the weeks ahead? Yes, absolutely. And we're always grateful for the opportunity to do that. So we are into December, which means that Christmas shopping will be on the radar of a lot of people. Some very organised people might have completed their Christmas shopping. But if anyone is like me, there's always a couple of people, at least on the list, who seem to have everything they could possibly want for and are really difficult to buy for. We have a very nice gift that could fill that gap for them. Instead of giving a physical gift, you would sign your loved one up as a monthly donor to Friends of Anchor. So you could choose to support the cause for six months or a year or a few months, whatever's appropriate for your shopping budget. And you'd set up the standing order in your loved one's name. And on Christmas morning, we have a beautiful, gorgeous presentation box for you to hand over to them with a note of what your gift to them is, with a few other very nice little trinkets and and gifts in there, which I won't give spoilers to. It's always nice to have something physical to hand over. So this ticks both boxes. Lovely. What an imaginative gift. Anything else? Well, next year, a few people have been asking me what events we've got on next year. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, are we there already? Forgetting that very nearly at the end of 2023. So I suppose the other thing would be that next year's calendar is pretty much all confirmed. The dates for the kilt walks have been set, for example. Our skydive date has been set. We are officially a charity partner for Run Geary in May, which Mm. is a great running event. 5k, 10k, half marathon, children's races in the mix there. So once again, something for everyone, a full return to a really broad range of events. And we'd, we'd love to see familiar faces there. So our website is always the place to go for the up-to-date information. And as you approach the end of the year and start thinking about what you want to achieve next year, it very well might be that Friends of Anchor has got something suitable for you. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. So without any further ado, I think we're going to go into the interview. Is that right? Yes. And before we start, I think I just want to flag, actually, which is something that I realised when I was coming over here with Heather and Lynn, is that between the two of them, they've got 77 years of experience working in the NHS. Wow. 
And they are just such a safe pair of hands, yeah. as are all of our ward assistants, and absolutely should give special mention to our other ward assistants, Catherine and Alicia, who both work in the outpatient department. Just wonderful, very generous people who work really hard to support patients and staff as well. So here's what they get up to. Hello, ladies. This is such a treat getting to sit around the table with you and find out a little bit more about what you do and let our listeners know what our word assistants do. So thank you so much for joining us. Just before we hit record on this episode, we were talking uh, in the room about the fact that collectively the two of you have 77 years working with the NHS. That's a staggering figure. And Lynn, you marked a really significant milestone in August with 10 years as a Friends of Anchor word assistant. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's passed really, really quickly. I bet. And I bet you've seen so much change in that time as well. And I'm sure the role has probably changed an awful lot as well. It has indeed, yes. So right now, with how your role looks in the anchor unit, it would be fascinating to hear a little bit from you about what a kind of an average day in the life looks like. What are some of your roles and duties in the inpatient ward? First of all, I get a patient handover which is quite important because some of the patients are fasting. So if we go and give them some breakfast, then that can interrupt them from getting their medical tests. So we start giving them their breakfasts and then I start stocking up. I sometimes help making their beds, depending on how many staff I've got on. I do pharmacy runs. I make sure that every patient that comes in as a list admission has got a menu and a tea done and just generally tidying up, stocking up for the doctors and nurses, which takes a lot of pressure off of them, and that just leads them to go on with their clinical care. Never two days are the same. It's always busy. There's always something to do. That's something that people so often comment on, that the ward assistants are totally non-clinical, and it's so nice to be able to add that extra layer of support. I was in earlier this week, and I saw how busy you are when you're working in the ward, so I know what crucial support that is to the staff and the patients. And for you, Heather, you're six years as a ward assistant in January. Mm -hmm. So what's your day-to-day like in the outpatient department? Well, my main role is the same as Lynn. Like, it's non-clinical support to patients and staff. And no day is ever the same for me. And you have to just respond to the individual needs of your patients that are coming in that day. It's always busy, but always enjoyable. Some of the tasks are the same every day, such as your hourly chemo run, you order the lunches, you do the afternoon teas, ordering the kitchen stores, you're running with the emergency blood samples to labs and BTS. You're greeting the patients, getting them settled in their chair, getting them their water if they want, heat packs. Also give them heated blankets if they're sitting there getting chilly. Stocking up the ward and the rooms and getting to know and recognise your patients that are coming in for me on the Tuesday and Thursday, chatting to them and hopefully putting them a bit at ease. And what a difference to have a friendly face and a warm welcome from someone like yourself when they're coming in for treatment. That'll Mm. make a world of difference. I hope so, aye. We've now got our Friends of Anchor welcome team volunteers, so you will have noticed them come on the scene in the past few years. Similarly, the greeting patients and loved ones as they arrive and they do the daily rounds with the, the treat trolley well, newly tagged the the Hydrate Trolley with a monthly themed snack trolley as well. So has that been a welcome addition, the Friends of Anchor Volunteers? Definitely, definitely. And I think it's especially helpful for patients that are coming for their first time, that they're met at the lift door as they come out the lift there. They see one of the Anchor Volunteers and they ask them how they're doing and direct them to the reception. So that definitely does help, especially the first time patients there. 
the hydrate trolley, as it's newly named now, is always nice to see going round and I think the patients do appreciate that. It, it can be a bit of a welcome distraction as well and it's a couple of different faces that they're seeing and just gives them a, a wee bit of time to chat with the volunteer as they get a drink or a snack from them. Yeah, it can be long days in the treatment chair. And you work really closely with our wellbeing team to coordinate the comfort packs and the loose provisions. So if someone is in need of a head covering or anti-nausea aids, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you're, you're generally the person that makes all of that magic happen and make sure that they get what they need. So how are those sorts of items received by the patients? I think it is really helpful, especially like the head coverings, because some people might not know how to access them. A lot of things are done online. Some, especially maybe the older patients, might not be aware of them or how they could actually buy them. So I think it helps there. The comfort packs have got, obviously, the useful items in them, the C-bands, the thermometers and the Moo cream. But I think just the act of receiving a pack adds a personal touch for patients, maybe at that stressful time. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot lately. We've been doing various different surveys for projects that we're working on and people referring to these big little things, just Mm -hmm. something so small in the moment when it's handed over, but that actually it's really nice to know that someone's got your back when that's handed over to you. That's right, I would agree. (laughs) And for this episode, we thought we'd focus a little bit on Christmas. We're obviously into December, the season of giving, the season of trees and meals around the table with family. It's not always that way in the hospital, of course, because care has got to continue. I thought it would be nice to hear from you both about what it's actually like working in those days immediately surrounding Christmas. So, Lynn, if I could start with you and if you just tell me a little bit about how things change in the inpatient wards at that time of year. Well, running up to Christmas, there's always things arranged for the patients. They look forward to the Santa visit. And it's just lovely when Santa comes into the ward and he sits and has a little chat with them and sometimes they get their photos taken if that's agreeable. And it's just nice to see a smile put on a patient's face because they're going through a stressful time. So it's just nice to have something to look forward to. And the gifts are always very thoughtful and the staff and patients are always grateful and appreciate everything that they get. And what's the atmosphere like after Santa's left? Everyone seems really happy, there's smiles on their faces, and that's really what's important on the ward, is seeing the patients happy. That's lovely. And Heather, it must be quite different in the outpatient wards, which I think I'm right in saying closed down on those immediate days of festivities. But in the time leading up to it, what's it like and what does Friends of Anchor do to ramp up the support for patients and ensure that it still feels like a special time of year? You're right. Obviously, the day units shut on Christmas Day, but in run-up to Christmas, obviously, we've still to provide a high standard of care there. And we're also aware that even though most people are probably in high spirits leading up to Christmas, some of our patients might be feeling very low, so we have to be mindful of this as well. But our patients get the Santa visit as well. So on the actual day that Santa is coming, we're obviously saying to the patients there might be a special visitor coming. and uh, <laughs> So there is that anticipation there. And we do get uh, excited a wee bit about that. Yeah. So when Santa comes, well, who doesn't like seeing Santa? So, 
and definitely afterwards, after the Santa visit and they've received their present and that, the atmosphere changes. Everybody's smiling, obviously, but they're more talkative with one another as well in the room. So it's a good feeling. You're on a high feeling for the rest of that day. That's so lovely. Uh, well, this year's visit's on Tuesday, December 19th, but I should say that we're always careful to make sure that there's plenty of gifts so that if you're not in the unit that particular day or if you're a staff member and you're not working that particular day, you've still made it onto the nice list, haven't you? That's right. <laughs> I, there's something for everyone. And aside from the Santa visit, I'll ask this to you first, Lynn. Do you have any personal highlights from through the years as your time as a Friends of Anchor Ward assistant? One in particular it brings to mind is receiving a letter from one of my patient's husbands just thanking me for the care and compassion I gave to his wife. And she always says to him, which brings a lump to my throat, that I was the daughter that she never really had. And that's really, really special to me. Absolutely. And I know how busy you are and, and the pressure that is on you as well. But the fact that you are that non-clinical face that's, that is able to chap on the door and say hello and have a conversation and, and maybe get a couple of seconds to sit down and have a cup of tea and, and chat about family and what might be on their mind, it's, that is so important. So it's clear the difference that it makes. And in the fundraising office, we regularly receive letters and cards with feedback about the support from ward assistance, which is just wonderful. So it really does make an impact. I just find that often, because we are not the doctor or a nurse giving them bad news, I just feel that they can offload things to us. They feel that they can chat freely with us without getting bad news. Absolutely, yeah. And I should say as well, how can patients and family members identify you? Because people are so used to us using that phrase, red t-shirts, but red is not what you wear, is it? No, we wear the green Friends of Anchor t-shirts, so that's how we're identified. The lady in green is yep. often, as you say. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. And it's still with the Friends of Anchor badge on it, so you're living and delivering that support every day. Yes. But generally, in terms of the other support that you see coming from Friends of Anchor Lynn, is there anything else that kind of stands out to you? The one that stands out to me is the Making Memories service. I find that is such a special thing that Friends of Anchor can offer to a patient and their families. And it must feel so rewarding for you to be able to do that and support them and honour their last wish. It is such a lovely service. And for yourself, Heather, I'd love to hear your personal highlight from through the years. You might have more than one. My personal highlight is I've attended Brave on two occasions and it's just such a lovely evening seeing some of my patients there and they're just on a high, they're so motivated, they so enjoy it, they're just so free. Some of them have obviously been through quite a lot of treatments but on that night they just thoroughly enjoy themselves and it's really uh, tugs on your heartstrings to see them so happy and their family is quite involved as well cheering them on everybody cheering them so no that well they'll know now who the loudest cheering has been coming (laughs) from (laughs) that is lovely so we've spoken a little bit about Christmas, which is a time of year that anybody would want to go the extra mile to make things feel special. But of course, there's occasions throughout the year as well where a little bit of celebration might be welcomed. So what kind of things are you able to do in your role in, in the inpatient wards for patients and their loved ones? If there's any special birthdays or just their normal birthday or an anniversary, often the nurses will say, oh, is there anything that you can do to make it a bit more special? So I'll ask one of the girls from the anchor unit if they can maybe get a birthday cake or get a nice balloon for them or just make up a nice little goodie bag for them. Just helps put a smile on their face while they're in the hospital away from their loved ones. 
Absolutely. And actually, the lady that's featured in the current edition of Spotlight, Dana Halley, she makes specific reference to how special it was to get a card and a cake on her birthday. And I think she felt so lousy that actually the cake just got given back to the staff. But those touches do make a really important difference. So it's lovely that you're able to do that. And for you, Heather, is there anything similar that you're able to do for patients in the outpatient department? Well, something similar... We've now started since during COVID that we now are able to get cakes through Friends of Anchor and through the kitchen stores to serve to the patients with their afternoon tea. I order various uh, types of cakes, four different kinds, and by far I think the lemon drizzle is the most popular. <laughs> um, but we also have fruit cake, flapjacks and bakewell. It's just nice to have your fly cup in the afternoon and you get a fancy piece with it. Absolutely, yeah, so. fancy piece. <laughs> and in terms of other standout services for you that the wellbeing team is able to provide, is there anything that has stood out to you most in your time as ward assistant? I think the ladies who do the foot and hand massage therapies for the patients go down really well. I think it's nice and relaxing for the patients to get that done. It's just something different that they wouldn't go out their way at home to organise that. And also they get the opportunity if they want, they can have their nails painted as well. And uh, I think it just cheers them up a wee bit as well, just a bit of pampering. As you say, welcome distraction, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you both so much. And I'll stick with you here for this one, Heather, and ask if you have a festive message for our listeners. Yes, well, I would just like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and hope that everyone manages to spend some quality time with their loved ones over the festive period. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Feels so early saying that just just on the cusp of December, but absolutely, it is very much the festive season. And from yourself, Lynn? Yes, I would also like to wish all the patients and their families a very, very Merry Christmas Keep positive and enjoy your time over the festive period with your loved ones. Merry Christmas. That really was so interesting, Erica. And, well, you said I didn't need to worry about my job and my role as interviewer, but I will have to look to my laurels for sure. And certainly having had two episodes where that role has been taken away from me, I'm a bit in trepidation of what's going to happen next month. I'm not going to lie, being in that hot seat, that's tough, Mike. You have to think quickly. <laughs> that's, that's a very difficult job, and I, I hate to say that I don't think I quite did that oh, justice. Oh, no, not at all. No, I'm grateful was, for the opportunity, so thank you. That was great, and our listeners will, I'm sure, enjoy it. If they want to get in touch and say they would have preferred if I'd done the interview, that's absolutely kind, fine as well. Always be kind. I'm, I'm happy to invite <laughs> that kind of feedback. On a more sensible note, I should let listeners know that we are taking a planned break for a few months but rest assured that we will be back on the airwaves before too long, with our next episode going out on the 1st of April. If you're going to miss us in the meantime, please delve into or listen again to our back catalogue. After all, as we discussed earlier, there are now 16 previous episodes that are available for you to explore. So that is the end of this episode, and therefore... I think it behoves us to wish everyone a very happy Christmas and a very good Christmas with those that are dear to you. And a big thank you for all of your support throughout 2023 so far, and we hope we will have your support next year as well. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you and your podcast where you want to go. 